Parenting is hard. Few of us feel up to the task. The world is shifting, quickly and dramatically. All of us feel the changes affecting our families. The stress and pressure can be intense. We are here to help sort the good and the bad, provide insight and bring hope. Welcome to Brilliantly Brave Parenting. We're so glad you stopped by. Well, hello, and welcome to season five, Robert, of Brilliantly Brave That's Parenting. That's crazy, season five. Season five. It's gone by in just like a half an hour. I know, and it's, we were over 10,000 listeners. That's crazy, it's awesome. Uh, a little over a year ago, we decided to try this experiment. That's a little weird. Five seasons in a year? Sounds excessive. <laughs> well, you know, we've been called worse. <laughs> That's very true. For That's sure. True. But we've learned a lot. I'll tell you this, in the five seasons that we've been on, I have grown because I, I, we've had the opportunity to talk to some amazing guests that have incredible insight that has really helped me. And I know you seem like a different person too, for the better. Well, you know, if you keep praying for me, I'm sure God will keep working. He's working working on you. Yeah, Yeah, I can tell. That's true. So Robert, I have a very important uh, question for you. Okay. Have you seen any good movies lately? Yes. What have you seen? Tell me. I have. What am I... um, uh, See, that senior moment hit you, didn't it? It, it really did. Yeah. I saw a great movie, and I, I don't recall. Oh, oh, Star is Born. Star is Born. Yeah, fantastic. So would you recommend that for families? Well, I wouldn't take younger kids. I mean, it's, it's one of those movies that, you know, there's no, there's no shortage of, of language in it. But the story is beautiful, and um, just, you know, I've been in the music industry for a long time, and so just kind of the ins and outs of that and the, the turmoil that it can create – was um, I, I thought it was really well done. I mean, it's been done many, many times, but I thought this version... Yeah, so this is with Bradley Cooper and uh, Lady, Lady Gaga. Gaga. Correct. Yeah. So yeah. it was great. I haven't seen it yet, so uh, I'll have to trust you on that. You're going to cry. Well, uh, today, speaking of stars and speaking of uh, influence that music can have on a generation and sort of our hearts, uh, today's guest is a star, a legitimate Christian music star. You want to introduce her? Go ahead. Okay. She's amazing. Well, she's a Grammy and Dove winner. Uh, she is an amazing woman of faith, and she's also a mom. Her name is Francesca Battistelli. Welcome to Brilliantly Brave Parenting. Thanks, guys. How's it going? It's going great. So good to have you with us. So, Francesca, it is uh, a new season in your life. We've been looking over your uh, bio and a little bit of the information about what you've got going on. I know you have a brand new record that just came out in the fall of 2018. Can you tell us just a quick bit about that? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, This record is called Own It, and it's been a long time coming. My last studio record was in 2014, so about four and a half years um, between albums, but in that time, I've had two more babies and uh, done a lot of touring and, um, you know, never expected for this much of a gap um, between the, the records, but God's plans are always better than ours. And so, um, for sure. yeah, this album is, has been a labor of love and I'm so excited that it's finally out. It's um, It's a lot more pop than I expected. I thought I was going to write a worship album two and a half years ago when I started this process, but um, I love what it's turned into and um, really feel like it represents the season of life that I'm in. I'm just really trying to own this season and all that it represents. So this season of life, you're talking uh, children. Tell, tell us, tell our audience, how many kids do you have? We have four kids, our oldest is eight. His name is Eli. Um, and then Audrey is six. 
Um, Isaac is two and a half, and Wyatt is one. So, oh so you've got your hands full. Yes. Oh my. <laughs> Very loud. I love um, I love your breakup song on this album that um, talks so much about fear and getting away from fear. And I, you know, as parents, we call this um, show the Brilliantly Brave Show because none of us feel brilliant and none of us feel brave. And so I love the way you tackle the issues of fear in this song. What motivated you to write that? And just let's let's talk a little bit about fear and 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 what role that, what that what that looked like in your life, and then the genesis of the song. Absolutely. Um, you know, I think fear is a universal struggle. It's something we've all dealt with to some extent in our lives. Um, I wrote the song primarily for my mom, who has always been a really steady kind of even person. And about three years ago, right before I had um, our third child, Isaac, she started dealing with panic attacks and anxiety just out of the blue, really intensely. And um, she's come mostly out of that now, which has been a beautiful to watch. But in that season, I remember feeling so helpless and feeling so like, what do I, what do I do? How can I you know, help her? And there wasn't much I could do except pray. Um, but I wanted to write a song that would be sort of, I don't know, just a tool, something she could turn on and listen to and those words could sink into her spirit. So when she was feeling that way, she could um, have something to sing. And it's, been amazing to hear the stories of how it has been that for so many other people. And mm -hmm. I really didn't know, you know, how it would be received and what people would think. And the idea of calling it the breakup song, I think it like freaked some people out. Like, what is she saying? Um, mm -hmm. But we're breaking up with fear. You know, it can't have any place in our life. We can't have a relationship with fear. Um, you know, and you could really insert any word there, guilt, worry, and, you know, shame, the things that consume us and that we allow to sort of dictate our choices, um, we have to choose to say no to them and to just say, you don't have a place in my life. I'm not giving you room. Um, and that's why it's, you know, called the breakup song. I love that I can get kind of sassy in this song. <laughs> yeah. You don't get sassy in Christian music very often. <laughs> this is very true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting there thinking about uh, the typical mom who might be listening to us today. Uh, I think anxiety attacks and fear in children is pretty universal. I think almost every parent could, could identify with that. So now that they, every time they hear that song, the breakup song, they're going to have some context for that uh, right. as a place that they've shared with Francesca uh, as a mom. I agree. Yeah. That's really cool. I, I love going just a little bit behind the lyric because I think parents who are listening to the music and are sort of singing along or, or get into uh, the background of music, for them to identify with the fact that someone is struggling with or has struggled with the same issues that they're struggling with brings hope and it brings yeah. encouragement. And uh, I love that, that you wrote about it, that you were willing to be vulnerable and to share kind of what you were going on. Uh, in your own life. So that, thank you for doing that. Absolutely. So as you have been uh, sort of emerging as, I mean, you've won how many Grammys? You've won a, a f just one. Just I've been one. nominated a time, but I just won one time. So yeah. you, you've won a Grammy. You've been nominated for a lot of doves. I know you've won a couple of those as well. And uh, I know my daughters when they were growing up were all about you. So you, my daughters are 24 and 21 right now. So yeah, they were, 
it was a big deal. I, we've been to some of your concerts and we bought your stuff. And uh, you, I can say you encourage my kids. So thank you for that. I can speak at least for my family. But I know also as a as a Christian media exec, I've been involved with iShine and, and uh, the tours of iShine. I think we've done over 75 live shows. I know what it takes to get in a bus and to uh, schlep yourself from one place to another um, on a long weekend or a couple of weeks of a tour. I cannot imagine doing that with small children. How the heck do you do that? Well, we don't really anymore. We, um, we took our oldest two with us everywhere until for about five years, I guess. And then about three years ago, yeah, I did math, right? Um, my husband had stopped playing drums in the band and he's my manager. So he was doing both for a while and he had stopped at that point And we didn't have like a, a sitter or a nanny out with us on this one particular tour. I was pregnant. Um, we were gone for a good chunk of time because we were out West. And I remember just about halfway through that run, he was like, we, we talked to each other and we said, he said, I think I need to take the kids home. And that had never entered into our, you know, I don't know. That wasn't an option up until then for five years, they went everywhere with us. And it was like, we just both knew that it was the season. It was the time. And they started going to school and um, just having more routine. And it was such a good thing for them and something they needed. And so now when we tour, you know, we have double the amount of children. Um, We can't all, you know, fit on a bus with our bands. So what we do is just tour less and my husband stays home with them most of the time and maybe we'll bring one out, you know, or they'll come meet me for one show. Um, but those days, looking back on those five years when they were always with us, um, we didn't know any different. I mean, we got married right before things started getting crazy for me on my first record and then got pregnant five months later, you know? And so we've always done touring and kids. It's just, what we knew. And this tour that I just finished um, in October, we realized at some point before the tour started, I looked at Matt and I was like, this is the first tour that I will have done in, I think, nine years where I'm not pregnant and sick (laughs) or having children out with me or a baby that's like not sleeping through the night on the bus. And I was so excited to just go by myself and see what that felt like. You know, like you said, it's hard enough when you're just a human being on your own, taking care of yourself on the road. Um, But man, it was hard. And there were very many, many, many days where I wanted to give up. And I really didn't like touring (laughs) with my kids. Um, Not because I didn't like them being there, but I didn't ever feel like I could, I don't know, do both well. It was like, I didn't know who I was at any given moment. I was mom and then I was supposed to be artist and you know, women are better at multitasking, but it was still difficult for me because I felt like I was constantly leaving them, you know? Um, so it worked though. I mean, it it worked for that season and I could see, you know, it coming back around in some way if the Lord ever had that for us, but for now them being home and us, us as a family being home more is it's where we're supposed to be. So I'll do a tour next year and, you know, we'll just sort of go off and do this thing and everyone will rally for a month or two and then I'll come home as opposed to what it looked like forever was, you know, our entire life is built around touring. We tour 150 days a year. And so 
we have to buy two of everything because, you know, our kids are home or they're, you know, it was just, that was like, that was the baseline. And now it doesn't look like that anymore. And I'm so thankful. Hmm. Um, but everyone's different. And I have friends who are touring with their kiddos and loving it. Um, we just have a lot. So <laughs> it is a lot. And I think it's amazing that you guys um, were self-aware enough to say as you know, because in the industry, you can get so absorbed in your career and um, the success and just the, the notoriety that sometimes if we're not careful, it can eclipse what is really important. And that is our family. So yeah. I think it's amazing that you made that sacrifice. Okay. And I say sacrifice, but I know it's, it's really, it, it's what you're supposed to do. And it's what, you know, it, but it's still making a deliberate shift and saying, okay, no family is more important. And it's not just the convenience of it, but it's just the the roots of it. Acknowledging that as an artist is something that I think is commendable. And I think it's great that you guys may took steps to, to do that. And I believe God will bless that. So. Thank you. He has. And I mean, I remember telling people we were taking a year and a half off the road and you know, our other artists, friends in the industry and just getting those looks of like, you're what? What? Yeah. <laughs> Is everything okay? Like, are you quitting? <laughs> like, no, we're just stepping back. And it's been a really good perspective for us to just have that space. And um, we're thankful. That's good. I think, I think a lot of parents may not be able to identify with touring, but they definitely identify with the demands of having a job yeah. um, and trying to keep up with their families, and especially working moms who are yeah. – you know, if you're a Christian and you're a working mom, you have already some guilt, right? You're already <laughs> feeling like, okay, I'm, I'm not the ultimate consummate homeschooler. I'm not a stay-at-home mom. I've got to work to make ends meet, maybe a single parent. And so the, there are moms out there listening who are just, they're already feeling defeated a little bit, just overwhelmed. Like, there's no way I can make all this work. And so I love the fact that you were vulnerable enough just now to say, you know what? It was hard. And I'm enjoying a little space for myself right now. And I think moms need permission sometimes to be able to say, you know what? I got to take care of me a little bit. I can't, I can't give something I don't have. And right. so I love the fact that you were just honest because I want to just speak to the mom right now who's listening, who's saying, you know what? I am worn out. I get home on Friday. There's laundry waiting for me. I've got kids that have to go to basketball games. They got to go to soccer practice. They've got all these things. And all I want to do is go to my bath and read yeah. a book, yeah. you know, and yeah. I just want to encourage moms. It's okay to do that. Yeah. And I think the mm -hmm. other thing is that you guys, you and your husband, um, had you, you made, you were deliberate about taking time to discuss this. And I think there's a lesson in that, that if you are feeling stretched as a mom or as a dad, um, it's important to have dialogue with your spouse to say, look, what's best for our family? Are we, are we in the place where we're doing what's best for our family? I'm sure that's what came down. It wasn't just you making the decision or your husband just making the decision. There had to be that dialogue of like, let's measure ourselves against what our priorities are. And are we going to be able to get to where our priorities are living the way we're living. That's a hard conversation to have, but yeah. I think it's really cool that you guys did that. Did, what did that look like for you? Or was it just, you were so in the mess of it that it was yeah. obvious? You know, I, it was, it was one of those things that was right there in front of us. And we, we had never thought like, because he was always playing in the band. So it was like, well, we can't, he can't just go home because we won't have a drummer. And this being the first tour where we didn't have that, it was almost like a light bulb moment of, 
hey, this is possible. What would this look like? Hmm. And as a mom, I was like, well, I don't want to put that on you and you take the kids, you know, all by yourself, even though he obviously was so capable. And he does that with four now. Um, but it was one of those, him being willing and having the idea was sort of this, well, yeah, that's obviously the right thing to do. Um, but I think another thing that some of what you were just saying reminded me, like, which it plays into this too, that just because something is right and working for one season doesn't mean it always will. Mm. And I am very much like I'm a one on the Enneagram. I'm very that like mm-hmm. green personality, like perfectionist, research, do all the things before you, you know, plan yeah. before you do. And so I tend to be all or nothing. It's like, well, if this is what we're doing, then this is what we're always doing. Right. <laughs> Which is also why if my baby's not sleeping through the night, I will never sleep through the night. Like I can be very dramatic. And so there were seasons where we'd be on the road and I'd be having that mom guilt or we'd have, you know, a nanny out with us and I'd be so worried about her and if she's taking care of her needs are met and my kids' needs are met and my husband. It's like, I'm like you said, literally falling apart while I'm trying to pour out to people, which you can't do. Um, That I I remember just thinking, it's always going to be this way. It's always going to be this hard. They're not going to sleep or they're not, you know, they're never going to get out of diapers or every mom can relate to that thinking. This is the rest of my life. Um, But for one, it's not, it gets easier. But for two, just because something works in one season, it won't always work and that's okay. And that's that's where it gave us that permission to reevaluate and say, well, let's see what you said, like what's best for our family right now. And it's, it's okay that it's not what it used to be. And that's been freeing for me for so many things because we have a dream of homeschooling our kids and living on a farm and like doing that thing. We know that it's not the season for that yet. And so I could be like, well, the fact that they're in school now means that they're always going to be in school. And it's like, no, year to year, kid to kid, like whatever you're walking through right now could look totally different tomorrow. And that's perfectly fine, you know, and some people naturally are good with that. I just wasn't one of those people. Um, I like to plan everything and that's just not life. So that's good. That's very helpful. Yes. That is definitely not life. Is it? Uh, (laughs) There's definitely a need to constantly reassess. We have a saying around the the studio and our producer, you know, the word for the year was flexible. This idea that, there's a change constantly on the horizon and I'm like you, uh, I think I'm an Enneagram one as well. I think Robert, Robert, I'm a two. Yeah. Robert's a two. He's weird. Um, but <laughs> I mean, for the most part, it, it would just be so much easier for life if you just set a path and yeah. everybody knew what it was and you just sort of check Lock the boxes in. off, right? Okay. Yeah. You do this, you do that and everything works. Raising yeah. kids is not a, so much. It's an experiment in chaos. Like you are not going to plan this out. You are going to have to trust in God and you're going to have to take this step by step with your spouse on your knees. You're going to have to trust in the grace of God because no one's ever going to feel like they're doing everything right. No, absolutely. And I think there's just a lot of stress for us with that because especially if you're a one, like you've got to do it right or don't do it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Or as they say, you know, there's, there's my way, and then there's the wrong way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> my wife is a one, so I can say that. I was going to say, a one definitely went to bathroom. <laughs> it's so true. Uh, 
We've been talking with Francesca Battistelli about her faith, about being a mom, about being on tour. She's out there doing the stuff that every mom has to do, and she's writing music and she's singing about her faith. We want to encourage you to support her. Where would people go to find you online, Francesca? Yeah. Um, well, my website is francescamusic.com. So we decided early on that we would not make people spell Battistelli when they were looking for me. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> ah, you're welcome. Um, and you can find links to all the socials there. I don't have Twitter. Someone hacked it like three years ago and we just never got it back. But I'm active on Instagram and Facebook. And I think all those links are on my website. So, yeah. Fantastic. And music, you can get the music everywhere, you know, all the things, sure. all the places. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Robert, any final thoughts before no, we say I just, goodbye? I, I have so much respect for what you do and, and love your talent and your gifts, but um, what comes through on this conversation and other conversations that I've heard you in is just your authenticity and your wrestling with life and trying to do it the best that you can and forgiving yourself when you don't but picking yourself up and continuing to try. So thank you so much for inspiring us and giving so much to this community. That's so encouraging. Thank you guys. This was so fun to just talk life and parenting and um, just wish you the best. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. God bless and uh, enjoy your tour. See ya. Thank you. <laughs> See ya. See ya. God bless. iShine is a faith-based ministry and media company that looks and feels a lot like a Christian version of Disney. iShine is more than entertainment. We're the producer of the largest Christian tween TV series in the world, a nationally syndicated radio show, a Nashville-based record label, host to multiple live tours and summer festivals, an interactive website and social media, and a provider of printed and digital devotionals, preteen Bibles, and church curriculums. But more than anything, we're a trusted Christian resource for parents and pastors. You can turn to us for all things Check us out at iShineLive.com. Well, Robert, um, what a great way to start season five, right? Absolutely. She's wonderful. Yeah. I I was listening to her talk, and if you didn't know she was a superstar, Mm. if if you didn't know how successful, and I mean, she's been seriously successful in Christian music. Uh, We didn't really talk about that. Um, But the truth is, this is someone who's had... Uh, a tremendous amount of success early in her life and has really influenced a generation of of Christians mm-hmm. with her music and is continuing to with this new record that she just released. But you could tell that the focus of her life is really her kids. Absolutely. Her family. Yeah. I think the thing that, that jumped out, and we talked about this a little bit, is the fact that, um, and you don't see this as much as you should in the arts, but husband and wife teams that are willing to wrestle through these things and address the elephant in the room and, and, and have a healthy dialogue about, I mean, cause the, the, the tendency, especially in her case, um, is when that's your primary income, when you're saying, let's not do what our primary income is as much so that we can, fo-. I mean, that's, that's a serious pivot. It's not like, I'm just going to spend a couple. I mean, when you disengage from an industry, it's like that, that opportunity from some people's perspective can just really close up behind you quickly. And so they took a risk by saying, let's take a little time off. Let's raise some kids. Let's, you know, so I, I admire that. And I, I probably more than anything, I admire the fact that her and her husband did that together and they were able to have that healthy dialogue about what is best for our family. And that's, that's something that's inspiring and unfortunately kind of rare in the arts. Yeah. I know that, uh, 
the the struggle that they're going through or have been through about their career, about her success, knowing that it may not last, knowing that they've got to sort of strike while the iron's hot. That's mm-hmm. sort of a, uh, a thought process for a lot of Christian artists and record labels. Yeah. It would be similar to someone who has their own business. Sure. So if you've got a product or a, or a store that's starting to do really well, you, you feel like you've got to just throw yourself into it to keep up. It is really counterintuitive to pull back from success. Absolutely. That is not a normal behavior. So right. you can sense the Holy Spirit there. You can sense her faith really helping her in that process. And then just the fact that she has four kids that are, <laughs> you know, 10 and under yeah. is, that's that's a lot. It's a little work. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, she has a one-year-old. Mm. Uh, that's a lot of diapers. Uh, that's. It's also going to be a lot of teenagers. Yeah. There's going to be a point where she may call us back. Yeah. <laughs> I think she's got this. I think she's got this handled. I, I was very impressed with her, and and um, and just I just think the world of her. I love the fact that she writes from a place of authenticity too. I mean, this idea of not fear you don't owe me the breakup song, and you know, mm-hmm. this album is full, and and she's got a, a really wide catalog of of not only worship songs but real heartfelt like owning what we're going through and being vulnerable yeah. before God. So if you don't know her music, you really should, um, because there's a lot of inspiring and encouraging things that she, she, um, she wrestles with in her songs as well as worship. Yeah. She had a quote in there and I wrote it down just because something works well in one season of your life doesn't mean it will work well forever. That's so true. Right? That's my paraphrase. But I, as I'm thinking about that, um, it's a real temptation for some of us, and I'll, I'll speak to myself. It's a temptation for me to plan my life based off what's happening right now. Yeah. To sort of look at my environment right now and say, okay, this is always going to be the environment that I live in. And that's not how it that's is. That's not the case. I'm glad that you got that because this whole dream of you being this Olympic gymnast, you've got yeah, to let that go. I know. That was a season. I know. And it's but, okay to dream, but you're not going to be that gymnast and you need to look at some you know, my wife says the same thing. Curling, maybe? Uh, yeah. I, I'm thinking more, hmm, I don't know. I, I'm thinking maybe it's time for me to tighten up. I'm thinking that the Tennessee <laughs> Titans could use a really good I don't th- I think they're doing 40-something kicker. Week. I think yeah. they're good. I'm just, but I'm making light of it, but I think you're so right. I mean, it, and what came out, and I'll say this again, is just this constant, where are we now? How evaluating, mm-hmm. like, not just like what's working or what's not working, but just like, Let's measure ourselves against where we say we're going and, and be okay with sometimes that where you're going, even changing, right? Yeah. And I, just the fact that they have a healthy dialogue about it. Yeah. You know, I, I'm thinking back, okay, so my kids are grown. Um, your kids are older. They're in high school mm-hmm. or college or older. Um, the chaos of four and three and two-year-olds, there's chaos. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're just trying to get through a day, right? You can't think about tomorrow, next week, next month. I mean, Lord help you. Mm. You're trying not to flip out every day as a mom. And I'm thinking about the chaos of that and the sort of just awareness in the moment that she and her husband have to say, we need to think about this. Mm. We're not just going to survive this. We want to actually be parents in this chaos. It's an important want, lesson. Yeah, we want to shape our kids and we want to be aware of the environment that we have. And I think every parent out there is can be really so overwhelmed by the moment that they forget to include their spouse and God 
in the equation of sort of discerning what is best for us. Right. I agree. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. That's a really good reminder. And, you know, I, I know she's out touring and I know she's going to be touring for a while. She is a phenomenal talent. Mm-hmm. Um, she is a true uh, Christian uh, star in the sense of, of just success. But how encouraging to know that someone like that is rooted and grounded in her faith at a level that's going to allow her to do this for very a long great. time. Yeah, that's very encouraging. Well, uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, it's been our pleasure to bring an amazing interview from Francesca Battistelli to you. And we are grateful. We're grateful that you have helped sustain this ministry for now a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're into season five, and it's all because people went to our website, brilliantlybraveparenting.com, and they liked us, and they followed us on one of our social media platforms, and they subscribed. Yeah. It means a lot. And, you know, you don't think about just hitting a review or just hitting on iTunes. iTunes watches those algorithms, and and the more comments mm -hmm. and the more responses you get, it, it, uh, it places more presence in what you're doing. So continue to do that. Absolutely. Well, we're going to be marching through this spring and uh, sharing with you one of 15 interviews from season five. So we have a busy season five. We're excited. We've got a lot of really cool guests upcoming, and Robert's going to tell us some more personal secrets in the next episode. Am I? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Personal secrets. Thanks. God bless. We'll see you later. Bye. Be encouraged, parents. You are not alone. In Paul's letter to his son in the faith, Timothy, he writes, But I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and I am convinced that he is able to guard until that day what has been entrusted to me. Brilliantly Brave Parenting wants to be an encouragement and support that parents can rely on. Would you consider liking us and sharing us with a friend? As a part of the Tween Gospel Alliance, we are a nonprofit organization dependent on the support of friends like you. Thanks for stopping by. We'll be right here next week. What our kids believe is going to define them for a lifetime. According to George Barna, by the age of 13, what a kid believes is what he'll die believing. For parents and for pastors, that's a frightening experience, especially if you've got an 11 or 12 year old. At the iShine Ministries headquarters, this became a huge priority in the last year. We partnered with the Tween Gospel Alliance to bring you a brand new resource known as the Shock and Awe Study Guide. And I'm here with one of the co-founders of this entire program, Robert Beeson. Can you tell us what is the Shock and Awe Study Guide? It is awesome. More than that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> The Shock and Awe Study Guide is a super cool thing that either a parent can do with their kid or a youth pastor can do with their students or a children's pastor can do with their students. And here's the cool thing about it. It is apologetics for kids. So it's the really huge evidence and thoughts of apologetics wrapped in a way that is really tangible and simple for kids to understand, answering four primary questions. And they are, what if there's a God? What if the Bible is true? What if Jesus is who he said he was? And what if I'm part of that plan? And we believe if you can answer those four questions and you are drawn through evidence proving those four questions, that really it's it's gonna establish a pretty unshakable foundation of faith.
That sounds very helpful, especially if you're a parent or pastor and you're concerned about the condition of your child's faith, what they believe, what the voices of culture are telling them. If that's you and you're interested, go to iShineLive.com and check out in our web store, the Shock and Awe Study Guide. It has a digital cloud video base. So it's four studies in a small paperback volume for $9 and it has four videos that go with four studies. It can be done in a weekend, it can be done over a month, or it can be done bi-monthly, however you need it. It is a fantastic resource that I have used as a pastor in my own home church, and I have been impressed. So, check it out. Check it out.